going to the shop and buying a packet of chips, some people call them crisps, and uh, for $16, salt and vinegar, sorry, 16 cents, salt and vinegar chips. So I remember that. And also what came up is there was a post in the backyard where the uh, four fences from four neighbors met and it'd be like a big old uh, wooden post and it was kind of decayed a little bit in the top, been there for I don't know how many years. And I would go and poke around in the top of that thing and I would find money. I would find a 20 cent piece or a 10 cent piece and over like two or three years, every now and then I just find a little bit of money in there. And it was like magic. And I don't know if I ever told my, my mother about it. I just, that was my little magic money post. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. My, my 13 year old daughter for the last three or four years, every time we go skiing, I think she'll go through like video arcade or vending machines and she sticks her finger in. She's collected a whole bag of cash. I, I think it added up to $13 or something. <laughs> which I was impressed by. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? That magic money concept hasn't stopped. I don't fully understand money, but you know, every now and then something will come my way. Like a, yeah, I think three years ago, I got a check from Google. Someone had brought a class action suit against them for um, their advertising. And I'd been an advertiser for many years. I got a check for 20 grand out of nowhere. And then just uh, a month ago, a friend of mine called me up and said, hey, you really helped me when I started my business and now I'm doing really well and I want to take care of people who helped me get to the dance. What can I get you in the ten dollars to $15,000 range as a gift? Are you kidding me? Like, wow. So I just, hey, it's a bit of a, a mystery to me, but I still enjoy playing the game. I love this idea of magic money. Did you graciously accept that gift? Oh, hell yes. It took me a month though, because I went on a ride. I'm like, can I receive this? And if I ask for something that's 15,000, is that asking too much? And I couldn't find one thing that I thought would give me a lot of joy that cost over 10 grand. I couldn't think of anything. So in the end, uh, we decided on a combo. I could, I could, I could get two or three things and, uh, Yes, I'm I am gratefully and graciously accepting. Like thank you, friend, thank you, universe. Are you willing to share what what you selected? There's an advanced medical treatment here in Boulder. They they do a lot of research with a lot of medicines, and one of them is ketamine. And they've been getting amazing results with depression and PTSD, which I've suffered from for a long time in my life. And so I think I'm gonna do that series. It's still a little bit experimental, but they're getting great results and it's, uh, it costs about six grand. So I'm going to get that. And then the other thing, um, I'm not totally sure on it yet, but it might, I never treat myself to business class ever because it's so expensive. And I thought it would be really nice next time I go to Australia to be able to relax and actually really enjoy the flight instead of feeling like you're in you know, cattle class. So we'll see. That might, that might be the second thing. Right on. Well, that's a long flight. So I think well worth it. <laughs> and I, speaking from somebody who's flown to Asia, you know, in, in pretty tight quarters. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I want to go to, you know, my parents and, and my brother uh, are in Australia. So I, obviously I want to be able to go back every couple of years. And then Bali 
is one of my favorite places of all time. So I know that you are an actuary. And whenever I see these lists of good jobs to have, actuaries seem to be on there. I mean, it's like a limited supply, I guess. A lot of qualification is required. So maybe you can command a good salary and there's job stability there. You were consulting to Fortune 100 companies. How is it that you transitioned from that to becoming a high performance coach? Yeah, well, a lot of people don't know what an actuary is. You'll hear it. Well, I hear it. You get it. You get references now and then in movies. I would love to stand here and talk with you, but I'm not going to. <laughs> see. Hey, that's all right. I'll walk with you. You know, whenever I see an opportunity now, I charge it like a bull. Ned the bull. That's me now. You know, I got friends of mine who live and die by the actuarial tables. And I say, hey, it's all one big crapshoot. Anywho. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really hard to qualify. It's actually quite brutal. And I came top of my school, then went into actuarial studies and found it horrific, like really brutal. You'll study for a year for an exam, sit a hundred percent, six hour written exam. And sometimes 80% of people will fail that exam. So then you've got to sit for another year to do, you've got to, you got to study it again. Cause now the legislation has just changed. So I found it brutal, but once I qualified, it's pretty cool because not many people do and you can command a good salary. And I thought I had it made being on Park Avenue, but I wasn't happy and I was having trouble in my marriage. So someone suggested a personal growth course and I had such judgments about that. I'm like, no way. They're all wearing name tags. They're smiling way too much and, I, and they're weak-willed. But maybe I'll get in and do one, but I'm not going to become a self-help junkie. Well, famous last words, they cracked me open, they cracked my cynicism, and I found myself accidentally coaching people in the course, and I changed someone's life overnight. And it was an incredible experience to watch her go into something she was terrified of. And after our conversation, she went and risked it and then got this massive freedom in her life. She basically confessed to an affair. That's what she did after 10 years of marriage and after manipulating her husband and holding him under the thumb because he had an affair, she said, you know what? I'm the same as you. I want to come clean. I'm terrified of what's going to happen. And it was a magical result. And I'm like, how do I have more of this? I want to know how to coach people and how to help them when they get stuck so that they can have freedom and self-expression and more love in their life. And then the business stuff came later. You led someone to this breakthrough moment very early. Did you have a breakthrough moment early on or was that it? I've had many breakthrough moments in, in my life, but I had one during the course. They kept talking about your past and how we keep living from the past. And, uh, the problem, the reason we're having a lot of problems is because our past is also in our future and we can't get free of it. And then one day I stood up in the course and I was crying and I said, I don't get it. You guys are all wanting to ch- solve world hunger and create world peace and do all these amazing things. And I didn't care about any of that stuff. What am I going to do? And the leader said, well, where did you get that from? And it flashed in a second. I said, I, I got that from my past. And I realized in that moment, how do I know? Maybe I do care about something. Maybe there is an inspiring project that I want to get involved in. 
ended up dedicating my entire life coaching people to have their lives be better. I didn't know that was going to come. But in that moment, I'm like, wow, I really, in that moment, I was free of the past to create an entirely new future. How has this path changed the direction of your life? Because I've heard you talk about the actuarial work was missing the emotion. That's true. You, I'm, you didn't hear about that today, right? You must have heard me say it. Did you hear me say it somewhere else? I did. All right. I like that you've done your research. It's true. I See, I'm a geek. I'm a nerd. I'm really good at numbers and businesses and systems and stuff like that. But what I didn't know until the age of 27, when I, I did this course, I didn't know that I was missing some really key components. I didn't know about emotional vulnerability, emotional intelligence. I didn't know about feeling into my body to see what my body's feeling. I didn't know about checking with my emotions, like what's going on in the emotional landscape. And I didn't know about checking in for thoughts. I had no, no idea about this. I was just really good at making stuff happen in business. So that course changed my life because I started, I learned how to learn in that course. I learned uh, that there was a lot missing from my life. So I've spent the last 20, 30 years sitting with gurus, going to Germany and India, doing a month with Byron Katie and doing stuff that would make your hair curl because I wanted to push the limits and find out what personal growth really meant and how everything's put together. So now I'm in an unusual situation. I've got all this business knowledge. So people come to me because they want business stuff, but I also know a lot about how to welcome life and how to flow with life and how to show up as a human being so that life's richer. So people come to me usually because they want both. They want a business result and they want to be a more extraordinary partner, parent, leader, and human. It sounds like you learned that the business side in the numbers doesn't have to be exclusive. How do you marry those things together? Because I saw on your website, you said that you look to work with entrepreneurs who value helping others and contributing to a marketplace, not just making money. Yeah. Well, making money is great. I've, I've made my peace with that. Making money is great and it's important. Let's stop apologizing for the fact that we care about it. Because a lot of people in the spiritual community is like, oh, you know, money's not important or you shouldn't need it. No, no. As Zig Ziglar said, money isn't everything, but it rates up there with oxygen. So, we start there. Let's, let's double your revenue over the next 12 months, but let's look at what else matters. Now, another thing that, that tends to matter to a lot of my clients is they want more time off as well. They don't want to just make more money. They want to make more money smarter so that they've got plenty of time to maybe go and play tennis or maybe do a songwriting course or spend more time with the kids or have kids. So, that's usually the secondary target. All right. How much time off do you want and how are we going to leverage so that you do that? But then after that, everything's fair game. I've got one client who just got diagnosed with cancer. So yeah, sure. We're working on the business, but I had a beautiful coaching session with her and her husband around what game are you going to play now? Now that you've got this knowledge and you, and you might not live as long as you want, what are you going to do with that time? And we had a wonderful session 
I have other clients. Uh, I got an executive client who comes to me and says, how can I connect more with people? I'm not a real people person. And a lot of people see me as arrogant. What can I do about that? Well, I love that. You know, you bring something like that to me, like, all right, why don't we play with curiosity this week? I want you to get curious about people, honestly curious about what makes them tick, about how their day's going, about what they want to make happen here at work. Play with that. And while you're at it, go and practice on your wife. Get curious about her day. And when she says, oh, it was good, keep going. What was good about it? Well, this and this happened. Oh, I imagine I'd be excited if that happened. Do you, you feel lit up or do you feel turned on or do you feel inspired or something else? You know, and so we get to, I get to bring in some of those personal skills that people can practice at work and at home because you're the same person. You're the same person pretty much at work as you are at home. So it's ridiculous to think, oh, I need a coach for how I am at work. And then I need a separate coach for who I'm going to be when I come home with the wife and the kids. It's so intertwined. It cannot be separated. So I refuse to only look at one in my business. I just can't do it. It looks like you have a very specific niche of clients that you work with being entrepreneurs who can build their businesses and you can really have an impact on their business and on their life. But you've also coached prison inmates. 